Sound Words. Christian Magazine. Volumes 41 to 50. Republished by Irving Rich. Host of Down to Earth but Heavenly Minded Podcast. Exodus, the Book of Redemption and Relationship A Shepherd. We will go through the entire book in 24 parts. Part 1 of 24. Introduction No greater proof of the spiritual value and significance of the Old Testament scriptures could be furnished than that of Luke 24, where the Lord Jesus is seen in the wonderful character of interpreting all the scriptures. And how wonderful to realize that that Blessed One was the supreme focus of all those convergent rays of prophetic testimony, to which he was drawing the attention of the two disconsolate disciples he had met on the way to Emmaus. In Luke chapter 24 verse 27 we have the remarkable statement, and having begun from Moses and from all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then in Luke chapter 24 verse 44. These are the words which I spoke to you while I was yet with you. That all that is written concerning me in the law of Moses and prophets and psalms must be fulfilled. It had pleased God by the mouths of those Old Testament prophets to disclose in a wealth of variety and detail the things substantiated in Christ risen from the dead. The knowledge of these things, learned in the company of the Lord Jesus, will provide us with an effective safeguard against all the wretched infidel notions of our day, and enable us to rise to those sublime heights of divine truth far above the frivolous and foolish philosophies of men, which constitute the wisdom of the world. In the book of Exodus therefore is found in part, the things concerning himself, and in its typical teaching, and this is our principal concern, brings before us themes of undying interest and of eternal importance to man. As we pass from the contemplation of the rich variety of subjects contained in the book of Genesis, which has been aptly named, the seed plot of the Bible, and enter this second book of divine inspiration, we breathe an atmosphere sensibly different. Exodus has as its main subject redemption, and as a consequence, relationship. To the children of Israel it was relationship to Jehovah as their Redeemer, to the believer in this day of grace it is relationship to the Father as revealed in the Son, consequent upon the work of redemption. But what does redemption really mean? It is a very different thought from purchase, though this is involved. We read of the assembly as purchased by the blood of God's Son, Acts chapter 20 verse 28, of false teachers denying the master that bought him, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 1, and of the Lord, in the parable, buying the field. The world, Matthew chapter 13 verse 44. Purchase intimates a change of ownership, but does not necessarily mean a change of state. It is one thing for a slave to be purchased, another for him to be redeemed. Redemption for us involves a change of position, from Adam to Christ, and a change of state, from the flesh to the spirit, truths presented to us in God's word to make our own, and to work out in divine energy in the practical details of life. Redemption in its fullest extent, for Israel, for creation, and for the church, is yet future. The right to redeem rests on the blood of the Lamb, and the power in the glorious person of the Redeemer. The creation is already purchased, but its redemption is yet future, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14, and will be affected when it passes from, the bondage of corruption into the liberty of the glory of the children of God. From groans to praises, and from pain to rest, Romans chapter 8 verses 19 to 22. In no other book of the word of God is the great truth of redemption, and its results in bringing the redeemed nigh to God, more fully unfolded than in these divinely instructive types. In keeping with the general design of the book, its numerous and varied types are redemptive in character. It treats in the main of two great subjects, redemption from judgment, from the world and from the power of the adversary and relationship to God with all the blessed consequences accruing therefrom.
In chapters 12 and 14 we have deliverance by redemption, first by the blood of the Lamb, which finds its answer in, justified by his blood, as in Romans chapter 5 verse 9, the second, by divine power. As in Romans chapter 4 verse 25, raised again for our justification. After redemption had been typically accomplished by blood and by power, Jehovah could dwell among his people. How great was the blessing for man when God walked in paradise, and visited the patriarchs, but the first intimation of God dwelling with men is consequent on redemption, and heard in the song of triumph. Sung by the children of Israel on the other side of the Red Sea, thou shalt bring them in, and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. The place that thou Jehovah hast made thy dwelling. The first relationship of the people with Jehovah was on the ground of pure grace, a very brief period of nearly three months. From the time of the departure from Egypt, till they reached Sinai. The second principle of relationship was law, and under this they placed themselves voluntarily as the means of maintaining their connection with God. The third ground of their standing with God was of mixed law and grace, x. 34, not of grace only, for that they had forfeited, nor was it pure law. Else it would have meant for them God's consuming judgment. In Exodus 1-5 the people are seen in their misery, because of the grinding servitude, in Exodus chapters 6-14, they are the subjects of God's glorious redemption. And in Exodus chapter 15 they are viewed as brought near to God in a relationship answering to the revelation of his name and the perfection of his ways and thoughts.